0: Welcome to the Confidently You Podcast. My name is Amber and I am your confidence coach specializing in communication and personal transformation. I practice this through feng shui and organization, coaching, neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy, and all that spirituality woo-woo. My mission in life and goal with this podcast is to help you achieve total freedom and optimize your life by building confidence within your mind, body, and spirit. I'm here to tell you that confidence is not something that you earn, but rather something that you learn. And with confidence, personal, time, and financial freedom are already manifesting deep within you. So if you love personal development, spirituality, and shit that blows your mind, then you are exactly where you are meant to be. I already know we're going to evolve to a whole other level together. So without further ado, let's take the next step on your journey of becoming Confidently You. Hello Confident Soul, welcome back to another episode of the Confidently You Podcast. My name is Amber and I am your host on your confidence building journey. So welcome! Ah, Spring, do you feel it in the air? If you live in my neck of the woods or in the northern hemisphere? Feeling that sun fills me with so much happiness and invites me to spend more time out doors. I've been walking more lately, me and my fam, we've been walking more lately. But in turn, we have also been bringing more of the outdoors inside. Like dirt, like mud, like tiny branches, and a wet dog. (laughs) Spring inspires many people to get into that spring cleaning mode and that and uh, that what, that's what's really inspired this episode today. I want to talk about feng shui, because uh, I believe it's totally relevant to talk about considering the time of year, and I also haven't mentioned much of anything about it on the podcast before. So yay, new topic. Feng shui has been an epic contributor on my confidence building journey. I'm really excited to talk about it today because I think feng shui is generally misunderstood, Or often people don't know what it's about at all. And in my personal experience, feng shui has helped bring harmony, balance, peace, and prosperity into my home. I'm very sensitive to my surroundings, and truthfully, I'm not sure if that's a conditioned response or if I'm naturally sensitive to energy. But my home has really good vibes. If you've ever been here, you know I've got some good, strong, positive vibes going on in my home. And it's the way that I feel in my home that is important. Your home is an extension of your being. Or really like any environment that you spend a lot of time in. So if you work outside of the home and maybe you have an office, for example, that is also an extension of your being, especially if you spend like really long hours in your office. That is an extension of your being. So to take care of your home or your space is to take care of yourself. I've mentioned on the podcast more than once, I'm sure, that confidence comes from your internal world it's about developing your inner self which will then impact and determine your external reality your home or space is kind of an exception to this rule and what I mean by that is because your home is your dwelling like obviously your home is not inside of you right but um, but because your belongings, make up the space and like your energy is so present in your home, your home, this is your external world, which is your home. So it does impact your internal reality. And often if you are feeling scattered, depressed, anxious, impulsive, unmotivated, overstimulated, or unable to rest, this could be because of the presence of strong energies in your, in your environment that are affecting your own personal energy. So as much, I, as much as I believe that confidence always starts from within, because it does, I do also stress the importance of having an environment that supports your personal energetic, energetic needs. I like to think of this as your success environment. And this is what I'm going to talk about today. I'm also going to share with you some basic feng shui principles, like what it is and how it works, a few simple tips for you to implement, and give you a sense of awareness of how prominent the principles of feng shui affect energy in your life. My central principle of confidence is to cultivate energy, and by the end of this episode, you're really going to understand how feng shui can help you with that. So what is feng shui? Feng shui can be thought of as the art of placement. And just like any art, you can understand the functional principles, but there's there's always some sort of an element of intuitive skill and knowing. Feng shui is an ancient practice that originated in China. Its central focus is on qi, which is energy. It categorizes different forms of qi into five elements, which is slightly different from us Westerners, what we're used to. Um, We're used to four, but feng shui uses five, and they are wood, fire, earth, metal, and water, each of which are either yang energy, yin, or neutral. Wood and fire are yang, earth is neutral, metal and water are yin. Each person has a dominant energy within themselves. Sometimes they can have more than one. I actually have two. Often you can guess which element you are based on which you are most attracted to. Do you love wooden furniture? You likely have a strong wood element bias in your energy. Or do you love glass tables? Well, that might mean that you have a strong water element. In your energy, etc. And if you go to my website and click on the freebie tab at the top of the page, you'll find a uh, which of the five elements are you quiz to give you guidance on this. And you can find that at confidentlyu.ca/slash freebie. Each of these elements exist in a delicate balance. They either exist in harmony or they can exist destructively. When they are in harmony, wood, Grows, which is nourished by water. Wood fuels fire. Fire turns into ash, which is earth. Earth transforms ash into metal. Metal gives water its trace minerals. And then water nourishes wood. So that's the cycle. But there's a destructive cycle too. When there's too much of one element, it throws, rest, it throws the rest of them off because an equilibrium is always trying to be achieved. And this is evident in so many areas of life. So now let's talk about what the difference between yang and yin energy is because this is not the first time that you've heard those words on the podcast either. So yang energy is very masculine, action-oriented, high energy extroverted it's sun it's it's being out there it's it's high and yin energy is feminine restful low energy introverted the moon darkness So these are not really, even though they are um, considered to be masculine and feminine energies, that does not mean man or woman. They are simply, um, they're they're given genders to kind of express their polarities. And both yang and yin energies can be found in um, any man or woman. Um, Sometimes you can have a man who has more yin energy Present and we might, we might label that man as a more feminine-oriented man or a man that's more in touch with his feminine side. Or you can have a woman who uh, has a, a strong yang presence energy in her, so woman that's very in touch with her masculine side. We might say. So when applying feng shui to your own home, you need to know what your dominant element is, and have a clear intention for each space in your home. The art aspect of this comes into achieving harmony in the space by balancing your energetic needs with the intention of the space. So allow me to explain. Let's say you are looking to balance your office because you're feeling uninspired, unmotivated, and it's difficult for you to maintain focus while working. An office is a work area, meaning you want it to be slightly more yang energy than yin. Let's say you have a dominant wood element. What does your current furniture look like? Do you have a glass desk, a metal bookshelf, dark colors on the walls? Where is your desk placed? It's generally a little bit more complicated than this, but as a brief summary and introduction and explanation, a glass desk, metal bookshelf, and dark walls are all representations of yin energy. And in the destructive process, metal chops down wood. None of these elements are in alignment with your wood energy. Some helpful changes would be to paint the room a lighter color that you love, and switch up your furniture to wooden elements, or you could also paint your furniture. I am a dominant wood and metal element, so for me, it doesn't disturb me to have metal and wood together, despite their destructive cycle when out of balance. All of my furniture in my office is made of wood. It's just you know furniture that I've accumulated over the years. I've either gotten it for free or I've I've gotten it really cheap. And I'm I'm a, a bit of an environmentalist in the sense that I don't like to just get rid of things. I like to repurpose things, upscale them, try to use the things that I can before I will outsource them and try to get them from other places. So, um, my furniture in my office is made of wood. And um, and I like the furniture, but there's too much wood, too much wood going on in here because that's true. Even though I have a dominant wood element, there is still such a thing as too much wood um, that, you know, there's an overabundance of wood in my element here. And that's, again, where the art aspect comes to feng shui as being able to identify that there's too much wood and doing something about it. So to help myself feel more balanced and supported, I painted my desk and my bookshelf white because they were uh, dark brown before. Because white is a metal element color. So even though the material is made of wood, it offers the effect of having metal in the room, which I need to feel supported. I feel really inspired, at peace, balanced, and supported in my office. Desk position also plays a really big role in this. Your back should not face a door, and ideally you should not face a wall. Look for a power position in which you face the door and have your back to a wall. Do you want to be the CEO of your life that has a powerful presence in the room, or an employee that gets a crowded cubicle? Think about when you um, go to a major corporation, or you see like businesses on TV. Look at the look at the people that are in positions of power. I would be willing to <laughs> honestly, like almost bet my life on this, that none of them have a desk that is facing. A wall um, right now as I'm talking I'm having this image of the, the show Suits coming to my mind which is about like high-end lawyers and all of their desks face the door none of them have a desk facing a wall and none of their none of their desks are positioned in which their back t- is to the door that's because they are placing their desks in a position of power so now let's look at a bedroom for uh, for an example a bedroom is meant to be more yin than yang because you are meant to rest in this room. So do you have bright, obstructive colors in the room? Do you have any like unnecessary pieces of furniture in the room or elements that make it more yang? Like a TV, a desk, a computer... If you are a very yang person, you're going to want to optimize the yin energy in your room to ensure that you have a peaceful rest. So, that's kind of my brief brief explanation of how the elements work together. I mean, I have I have barely scratched the surface. But you you can kind of like begin to see how these energies work together to either support you or disrupt you. And now I want to offer you five very simple tips to help you improve the feng shui in your home to help you achieve that success environment to build your confidence. And in any case, the very first step to feng shui is decluttering. So number one is decluttering. Because there's no sense in adding objects to a room for enhancement if there is too much destructive energy in the place in the space. Maybe you've heard of people using mirrors to correct um, unwanted building designs in feng Shui or like placing furniture here and stuff here or a plant here or a crystal here. Well, that's all fine and dandy, but if your room is completely like cluttered, <laughs> None of those things are going to work, especially if you start implementing mirrors. Mirrors are meant to reflect things in the room. So if you place a mirror over a concentrated area of clutter, you are actually reflecting that clutter and uh, magnifying it in the space. So you don't want to start adding things until you have gotten the clutter under control and achieved... um, I don't want to say a minimalist state because not everybody not everybody um, resonates with that, but at least to a state where everything has its place and nothing is overbearing or overpowering in the space. It's kind of like trying to clean up a mess with a filthy cloth. It might be more counterproductive than not, right? So clear up the clutter. And I get it. Eliminating clutter is easier said than done, especially if you've got a lot of people in the home and especially with kids. It's a psychological process that requires you to be brutally honest with yourself and often it's easier when you have someone help you who doesn't live in your home to help you go through your items. This is actually a service that I offer to those that are local to me. I offer this service called Design Your Life and I really focus on Uh, balancing the energy of your home, implementing feng shui principles, and and focusing on identity evolution. Achieving the state of your space that resembles or reflects the person that you want to become. So that's something that I'm really excited to offer. If you want to know more about that, you can go to my website, uh, confidentlyu.ca. So number two, uh, I want to talk about optimal bed placement. How is your bed placed in your room? There's actually an ideal ideal position for your bed that is unique to each person. It's dependent on what your dominant direction is, whether that's north, south, east, or west. But to keep it very simple, because not everybody, not everybody can implement this uh, direction principle, so to just keep it simple, I'm going to share with you the don'ts, uh, because often avoiding the don'ts is good enough for placing your bed in an ideal position. So if there is a bathroom adjacent to your bedroom, meaning that your bedroom and bathroom share a wall, avoid putting your bed on that wall. In particular, if the toilet in the bathroom is on that adjacent wall, and if the bedroom is for live-in partners or people that are married, life partnerships, boyfriend-girlfriend, etc., or man-to-man, (laughs) woman-to-woman, sorry, I'm trying to be as inclusive as possible, but so if that toilet is adjacent to the wall to the bedroom, um, this is a this is a don't. The toilet represents the flushing of love down the toilet, and it actually disrupts the relationship. So basically, yeah, you're flushing your flushing your relationship down the toilet. Ideally, your bed should also be on an opposing wall to the door, so you should be able to clearly see the door uh, from your bed, but you don't want it to be that when you immediately walk in the room, boom, there's your bed. You want to have like a nice flow so that when you walk in, your bed is on the opposing wall of the door. So number three, plants. You can almost never go wrong with plants. And take care of your plants and they will take care of you. They'll lift the energy energy in your home, purify the air, and offer you beautiful oxygen. Plants are also a really great way to offer multiple elements in a room, um, such as wood, which is the plant itself, earth, which is the dirt that it sits in, and uh, metal, which is also the dirt because there are um, minerals found in the dirt, or maybe the pot, the pot that, um, or the container that the plant is in, is um, is made of metal. You can also um, think of it as water because the container itself, the shape, or anything bowl-like or made of glass, is a water element. So there, in a plant alone, there can be um, four of the five elements present in the plant, and even to maximize it and make it all five you could put it in a red metal container or a red glass container because that would represent the fire element and then you have this beautiful balance of all five of the elements in one piece i love keeping my plants on my desk they make me feel like i'm in touch with nature and i feel so at just at peace and in harmony and i actually talk to my plants i love plants (laughs) Plants are just the bomb. I think that everybody could benefit from having plants. And if you're like me, I have a history of not being able to take care of plants or keep them alive. So over time, I have gradually accumulated one plant after another and being super intentional of where I'm going to place my plants um, because I need to know beforehand so that when I go shopping for plants, I know what kind of light exposure... um, and conditions the plant will be living in before I even bring it home. So that way I can select a plant that is going to thrive in that environment because I don't want to kill my plants guys. I love plants and they're so, they're just so awesome. So plants, that's number three. Number four, keep your front entrance well lit and clear of clutter. Think of the front entrance of your home as the entry of your home's body or soul. It's like the mouth. It's where, it's where it takes all of its energy in. Keeping it well lit uh, or well illuminated will attract positive energy to your home. And keeping it clear of clutter ensures that there is sufficient space for the energy to flow into your home. Unobstructed, so that positive energy can flow to each area of the home and bless it. If you have, just think of like your mouth. If you have, mm, I don't know, a mouth guard, that's the only thing I can think of, or braces or something at the top of my head. Think of like how uncomfortable that is and how strange it feels and obstructive. Like even when eating, if you have a mouth guard, or um, Invisalign braces, like you have to take that out before you can eat because, well, a it's not good for the the product, but and it and it, uh, but it's it, it you can't eat as properly. <laughs> That's the point I'm trying to make. You can't eat as properly. So it's the same with your home. You have to keep like your the front of your home well organized. And I know this is tricky. Trust me get it. I have a little boy. I have a dog. I also look after my niece after school, so there's constantly stuff in my front entrance, but I I do try to keep it as organized as possible considering the small space that it is. Um, I do this by enhancing the space with a mirror to make the the area appear larger, Um, but I also have a bench that I tried to keep as many things in as well as hooks in addition to the closet that's there just to try to make it as simple as possible for everyone in the house to keep that space organized. So always having the bench available to put things in and then to line up shoes and a space to hang up your coat so it doesn't just get thrown on the floor or doesn't get hung up properly on a hanger in the closet. So yes, front entrance, well lit, Claire of Clutter. And number five, the last, is repair or replace broken items. Not only are broken items no longer useful or aesthetically appealing, broken items are also a source of bad chi. They radiate negative energy into the home and they attract more negative energy. And they also attract more things to break or more things that are broken because like attracts like. So fix items that are broken, if you can. In particular, if it's something that you love, fixing it and devoting some energy to it will strengthen your appreciation for that object. It also gives you practice to encourage fixing what is broken inside of you or something that is in pain inside of you. It's it's like a building block, something that you train yourself to do and it has this like metaphorical domino effect on other things in your life. Oh, I feel motivated to sew this button back on my sweater and then you'll find that as life goes on, you continue fixing broken things that you that translates into how you treat yourself. So, and and lastly is like get rid of things that can't be fixed cuz why? Why are you keeping broken things that, that can't be fixed? Why? Just get rid of them. They're not doing you any good. You're living in the past. Get rid of them. Move on to something else. So those are my five tips. There is so much more to feng shui, and I've hardly even scratched the surface in this episode, but I know that anyone can understand the basic principles without taking it on as a full-time study. With these tips, you will feel a lightened sense of energy in your home, you'll feel more clarity, you'll sleep better, and feel more confident and connected to your home. But I hope you found value in this very surface and entry-level information, um, and if you're curious to learn more about feng shui, again, feel free to visit my website or reach out to me, um, and and I'll, I'll do what I can to offer my suggestions for you. I will try to incorporate feng shui more into the podcast. Um, I don't know why I haven't talked much about it before, but yeah, I want to start talking about it a little bit more because I think that um, there's a lot of valuable information in it. And the more that you understand it, the more that you can become in tune with those energies around you so that you can create that success environment for yourself to, to do anything with confidence. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found a ton of value in this and I look forward to connecting on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I am truly honored that you have entrusted me to fill your cup with all the good stuff. If this episode blew your mind, please show me some love by downloading and subscribing. A small, simple action that helps me share my mission with more people. Did you have any major breakthroughs? I want to hear about them by screenshotting this episode and tagging me on Instagram or Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram at confidently.amber for daily confidence-building tips and updates about my workshops, programs, and freebies. I'm sending you so much love and gratitude, and I look forward to connecting in the next episode. Mwah.